You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienaker. Wheels, how's it rolling? Rolling terribly. Uh, this is a football podcast, and uh, my football team season is over. I think they're they're franchise. We covered last week. Big win this week. You we covered. did cover. I was one of the worst covers ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we, we moved the ball past our R40 one time, and it was in yeah. the second half. Two, two non-offensive touchdowns. I mean, one of them was just obscene, like a like a almost almost like make up for the butt fumble obscene, like just a an absolute free touchdown, you know, a muff punt that somehow went backwards, uh, and then a pick six to a non like that was so bad that they had to bring Brady back in, and I think like yeah. the the backup stidham for the Patriots, like Belichick's going to put him as a today. By the way, yeah, because I I said I I didn't mention this on the podcast I don't think last week, but I said to some football fans, um. Hey, like if Brady went down tomorrow, the Patriots are are so good. Wouldn't like Stidham leading the Patriots, even if he's not great, mean that they're like bare minimum back in the AFC Championship game? People are like, no, 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 no like, way. Well, maybe Stidham's good. Like the Patriots are usually right about these things. Yeah, uh, I well, don't think Stidham's good. Uh, Parcells, uh, excuse me, Belichick was not impressed with that pick. Six. He's no, he's no Minshew. I mean, he's a first, fourth round rookie. Those guys usually don't play. Sixth round rookie like Minshew almost never plays. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the, the Jets season is over, but it's also, like, people, even, let's say, Harold, who's usually our Jets guest and is, is one of the more optimistic, you know, Mets-Jets fans there yeah. is. It's like, why do we root for this team anymore? Like, the, they're never going to be good. And now we have this fear, which is, like, the ultimate sort of concern. What if Daniel Jones is better than Darnold? Yeah, well, we'll, like, we'll, we'll get to Daniel Jones in a second. But, yeah, but, like, Darnold's never uh, you're, really you had a game like that. very high on Darnold in the preseason. He hasn't been bad so far. He's just had mono. Well, he, I mean, the first game, I guess you write it off because he was probably already sick. Like, you don't get <laughs> mono in a day. Yeah, he lost much of weight. And... Um, but, you know, the first game, the, the, I, I think our biggest concern is Gaze. So the second biggest, you know, Dan, Darnold's not the concern. The second biggest concern is there's just not a lot of talent on this team. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, they, they're paying a cornerback $17 million. He, he sits on the bench, and they have the worst corners in the league. He can't even start for this, play for this team. Uh, the whole team is a disaster. There's no reason to... Uh, like I was thinking about going in and going to the Jets Giants game, but at that I thought it would be like one and six Jets versus one and six Giants. Now maybe it's going to be like zero oh and seven Jets versus four and three Giants. Who knows? I I don't think there's any reason to like I sat and watched the Jets Patriots game when there were seven other games going on simultaneously yesterday. Yeah. Now let me ask you: We're three weeks in. 
is this enough time where we can start to draw conclusions, or is it still too soon? No, I think the third week is when you draw conclusions. All right, because there's, like... there's eight teams in the league who have a uh, scoring differential of at least 20, and I thought 20 is the good cutoff. I was going to do 30 at first, but if we do 20, we can include the Packers and exclude the Bills, which is perfect, I think. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think those are the I think those are the eight best team eight best teams in the NFL. Yeah, I mean if the Bills play the the Patriots uh, close this week, we could talk about the Bills. Well, the we'll playoffs. see. Yeah, but but right now those eight teams uh, are in are the Patriots. This is not in order, but the Patriots, mm-hmm. the Ravens, yeah. the Chiefs, the Cowboys, the Packers, the Vikings, the Rams, and the Forty ers Uh yeah, I mean the Saints are definitely one of the eight best teams, but I understand why they're not in that yeah. in that thing. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. said the Saints need to tread water. Like going to Seattle and winning isn't treading water. That's winning a game that's hard to win with when Breeze is there. Yeah. So I would maybe take out. Uh, I would take out the Forty ers for now. Take out the Forty ers I mean, but you know, I I would even be happy to take out Dallas or Minnesota if it means putting in New Orleans. Yeah. All right. So but yeah, those um, teams are those are playoff teams. I I don't think the Niners are necessarily a playoff team. They certainly have a chance. But yeah, yeah. that's those are your playoff teams. It's really crazy that the Niners are three and zero and the the Steelers are zero and three. The Steelers are truly one of the only teams in sports, like my Spurs, that are just about never bad. Like, you know, they don't yeah. always, always Tomlin has never been under 500. Yeah. I mean, they're just never bad. I mean, I, I think they had one 6-10 year uh, right before Tomlin, like towards yeah, the, the end when like, Cowers getting uh, fired. Yeah, Cowers last year. Yeah. But, man. Yeah, no, they yeah. could be. And that, like, and that Fitzpatrick Now, you say they, they're never bad. They were famously the worst team in the National Football League. For the first forty years of its existence, well, the Spurs were bad too. I'm saying, like in yeah. in our fandom, like yeah. since the early '90s, they've been good for so long. Yeah, the people forget like them. The, the the Browns were the best team in football for decades, and the and the Steelers were the worst. And then obviously they they flip positions. Yeah, the, maybe, uh, the the Spurs, the Steelers. I mean, the Patriots are getting there, but the, you know they were certainly very bad when we first started following football. Yeah. But who are the teams? Who's who's the team in sports that's never good? Well, the Lions. I, if we're talking, the Lions about the are never really good, right? The Lions are yeah. like never—not just that they never made the Super Bowl, but like they're yeah. never a buy team, you know. Yeah, the, the Cardinals have never been good except for one random year, two mm. random years. With I, I would accept answers from the other three major sports, also. Yeah, the Bucks. Well, we're talking about the, the NFL. The Atlanta right Hawks are really never—they're they're not the best answer, but they're never—they're yeah. never very good. The Hawks yeah. are a team that's never very good. Yeah, the Bucks, the Jaguars, the Titans. The irony is that the NFL, despite having more parity. Mm-hmm. Built into their rules and their system yeah. in other sports, there's there's way more teams right in 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 football than any other sport really. Yeah, I think because ownership. I mean, you, is you very look at baseball. Almost at, like in baseball, the number of teams like Milwaukee ha, ha, is probably the worst team in our lifetimes cumulatively, but they've been mm-hmm. competitive for the last number of years. Yeah, the Royals were the worst team for decades, and then they went ahead and won a World Series. Yeah, I mean the, the Royals have, def- the Royals have decades, been the worst the of those great in the early nineties. The Rockies are, are almost never good, but they made a World Series. But they also have yeah, institutional but they, but been, issues. But the Rockies have been competitive for the wild yeah. card a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, ironically, the Marlins are almost always bad. The Marlins have, have never World won Series a division, rings. but have two World right. Series rings somehow. Yeah. So, yeah. Really I think no because one. I think ownership matters because you need to – even though it's sort of like a socialist environment where, like, it's not like MLP where everyone – you know, where the big teams can outspend the, the small teams. Like, everyone has the same amount of money – um, but I think it's like the the good teams like know how to hire you know, uh, the owner hires the GM and the coach. So yeah. more on owners like the Jets owner hires a bad GM who hires a bad coach. But if you yeah. hire a good GM and coach, you could just stay out of the way. You know, like like let's say the Maras uh, usually do, or or you know, um, uh, yeah, like not Jerry Jones does. Yeah, you mentioned the Hawks, by the way. I would say that the biggest examples in the NBA are the Knicks and the Timberwolves. 
I, the Knicks are there now, um, but I'm saying really from like 1990s. So the Knicks were so good the first like five years. Okay. That well, we... so then I guess you can't count the Timberwolves if they made the playoffs eight years in a row and went to Western Conference. But I'm saying like in the last 20 years. Yeah, if you're if you're saying this century, then the yeah. Knicks because they make the finals in '99. Yeah, uh, and the Timberwolves have been mostly useless. Although the Timberwolves aren't a great example because they have like, you know, they make the playoffs. They're not. They're they've never they're never very. They made the playoffs good. once in the last in the last 15 years. Yeah, but uh, go. I mean, they had Garnett at the beginning of the century. Yeah, well, like, I was saying we're talking about from two thousand in the last fifteen years. It's the Knicks and the Wolves. They're never very good. The Timberwolves. Timberwolves have never been the one seed, right? Well, yeah, in two thousand four they were. But they yeah. were the one seed. Yeah, yeah, they were. They won fifty eight games. KG was the unanimous MVP. They were the one seed. And, anyway, all right. So let's let's talk about week three. Mm-hmm. Uh, they so play you, for pay? you, yeah. So oh, you, you know, you, you didn't tell me. I uh, I always know the answer beforehand. Uh, we we guessed the lines. I guessed them really early this week because I realized, oh, this is the first time this season I have not seen any lines yet. Yeah. You know, if there's a if there's a really notable line, like a twenty three point line, like we had two of last week in the twenties, yeah. I you know usually see that on Twitter. So did I did I bomb like I always do? I haven't checked yet, so oh, I'll have okay. to let you know. We're recording early Monday morning. Early, yeah. Than this we is an early record. Well, I looked yeah, at you, the schedule. You said the Monday night game doesn't matter this week. Monday night game isn't so important. Last week it, it matters was a jet in fantasy. Game. By the way, I need big games from Allen Robinson and uh, and David Singletary. But. I need my kicker to not uh, have a minus thirty in one of my leagues. <laughs> That's the only yeah. thing that matters for me. Well, I just rest them. Yeah. Um, and well, because there's a prize for finishing yeah. with the most points. Yeah, yeah, no, obviously. Um, and I don't think I don't think you could even get a minus in yeah, yeah. for a kickers. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could fumble 16 times the kick. Yeah, you could throw some picks. I had so I had a weird dream uh, on the Friday night before Week One where mm-hmm. the Vikings were winning. I don't know. I don't think I talked about this on the podcast. I know I talked about it in some uh, WhatsApp groups back when I was uh, conversing in those. Oh, yeah, I, I had still this on dream. a social media van. It's weird. Yeah, I had this dream where the Vikings had beaten the Falcons. I think 28 to 27, and I had been dating. Um, Ziggy Wolf's nephew, or I was married to Ziggy Wolf's nephew, but only for the purpose of like getting access to like the Vikings owners box. Mm-hmm. But I still had like Jen as a side piece. Okay, I don't know. It was a very complicated dream. But the the reason I bring this up is because I had a similar dream this week about the Vikings Raiders game on Friday night, where the Vikings yeah. were losing forty eight to nothing. Yeah, they came back to win forty nine to forty eight. But for some reason, I hadn't been able to watch the game. I had missed the whole game. But um, and, but because there had been so many touchdowns, it was like too many touchdowns for like the bandwidth of highlight reel, like of YouTube to show. So I couldn't see like the, the, the highlights of all the scores. Mm-hmm. I was very frustrated. All I knew was that I had started some Raiders wide receiver four who had 137 fantasy points for me. Wow. Which, which was very good because my team as a whole, again, my dream did not make sense. My team as a whole scored 124 that week. So my other eight players combined for minus 13 points. Not exactly sure how that happened. Yeah, that's wild. Um, yeah. All right. You have any more boring fantasy? Nobody wants to hear about your dream or your fantasy football team. Somehow you combine both of those. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So let, let's go through these games. So we started Thursday night with Tennessee Jacksonville annually a Thursday night game. Uh, Tennessee beat Cleveland in Cleveland week one by 30. And people are like, oh, maybe Mariota's back. Maybe this team's good. Um, they've now laid consecutive eggs. And uh, Jacksonville, Minshew all of a sudden, you know, much better than Nick Foles or, or Bortles or anyone. It doesn't really make sense how he was completely forgotten about by everybody. But he looks like a legit NFL quarterback. And, you know, you were saying how Jacksonville could be in the conversation for this division. And, you know, unless uh, I, and unless Houston or, or the Colts runs away with it, I think you're right. I think Jacksonville's, you know, an 8-8-9-7 and team. Yeah, Jacksonville's fine. But, I th- but you know, Houston is, is, is you know... Not, I want to say better than we thought because I thought they would be really good and they're probably worse than I thought. But, well, but they um, should have and could have lost in week two to Jacksonville. Yeah, and and uh, but Indy's Indy's really competitive. So yeah. 
Jacksonville is fine, but that's a rough division. Tennessee, you know, after week one was far and away ahead of this division. And now they've dropped to fourth, possibly. Tennessee is not good, but they're the, they're the best, worst team in the division. Well, they're the, because they're, right? the, they're the same team that's been 9-7. I'm trying to think. I mean, I guess unless you like Detroit. I, I've, I put Detroit in Tennessee. Yeah, you're very high on Detroit. But uh, unless you like Detroit, who, who's played well so far. Yeah. Um, that, because, yeah, every other division has a, has a real stinker besides them. Arizona's not that bad either, I guess. If you, the mm. NFC West, which we called the worst of the, the best yeah. division possibly last week. Possibly. All right, uh, so we're still we on go- the NFC, the NFC South, having one playoff team after this week, right? I mean, I know Kyle Allen looked good, but the Falcons looked really bad. Yeah, the the Falcons have you know had had three underwhelming weeks in a row now, honestly. Mm-hmm. And you know they could very easily be zero and three. They're lucky they got that win uh, on Monday night last week. Uh, yeah, I'm not moving any playoff teams this week. Yeah. All right. So uh, Buffalo three and zero. We don't believe it yet. You know they barely, barely won against the Jets. They, they beat the Giants, who also stink, and then uh, in Eli Manning's last game. Um, and then they you know barely beat Cincinnati, a team that, I don't know, Cincinnati went on the road and had two close losses, got their doors blown off at home. But uh, you know, I mean, if you're beating the Jets team. by one at a certain point, you have to look at yourself in the mirror. And I know that was the Jets at full strength yeah. before they lost Darnold. Well, and, I mean, we'll see, you know, uh, we'll see what happens with, with the Bills this week against the Patriots. Obviously, we expect them to get blown out, but... Some of the, so some, for whatever reason, partially because the Easts are playing the East, there are teams that... Uh, haven't faced an AB yet, uh, namely the uh, the two uh, early '90s Super Bowl uh, foes, Dallas and, and Buffalo. And Buffalo has the hardest test this week, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you, like you said, they're playing the Patriots, where Dallas were still not really going to learn how good they yeah, are. The, the Cowboys have played three of the worst five teams in the league to start the season. Yeah, but now they now they have a, a hard game, but but uh, you know much easier than it was ten days ago because they get this the Teddy Bridgewater and, and the Saints, right? Yeah, but then they play the Packers at home. And then, yeah, that'll, you know, that's they, a bigger. T- I mean, what would you? What's a harder the Jets game Giants, at New Orleans or? What's yeah, the a harder Cowboys game? Schedule is going to get more serious. At would you rather play at New Orleans or host Green Bay? I'd what's rather play. Game? I'd rather host Green Bay for sure. Uh, I, Green Bay. The Saints are real. The Saints defense is really good. It's crazy Aaron that Rogers, Breeze, there's, there's something wrong with him. Finally got a defense. Yeah, there's definitely something wrong with him. Yeah, not ideal for those of us who invested in with in him in fantasy. Um. All right, um, so yeah, Miami at Dallas, you know, n- nothing really to learn from there yet. Uh, Denver at Green Bay, not a lot to learn there. We know that Joe Flacco stinks, and you know the the Packer the Packers defense is is okay, but you know they, I, I think that they really only won in week two because of you know unforced errors on the Vikings part, and then even in week one, you know Trubisky was just awful, and, and he hasn't looked better yet. Although you know we'll see. Is there anything does. stupider than Aaron Jones going ten for nineteen but having two touchdowns, so he had a great fantasy day? <laughs> like let's say uh, the uh, you know on the other uh, side Royce Freeman, poor Royce you, Freeman who can. Do you remember really... Jerome Bettis had a game once with three touchdowns and minus one yards? Yeah, I think, uh, I think they should touchdown shouldn't count unless you get to like thirty yards or yeah. something. All like right. Royce Freeman had fifteen for sixty three, had four catches, but still had a worse day fantasy wise, a much worse day fantasy wise yeah. than Jones with two touchdowns. Yeah, Atlanta at Indy was a very competitive game. Uh, Jacoby Brissett. It's just shocking how good of a quarterback he looks like. And I don't know if we give credit to Frank Riker or what, but... Maybe we give it to Belichick because he was in that system. No, but last time we saw him, when he played two years ago in Indianapolis, he he was, you know, like the 34th best quarterback in the NFL. He was a good backup, but he was not a starting caliber quarterback. Mm -hmm. And right now, he's an above average. He's been a very good starting quarterback for three weeks in a row. Can we say in that game, Ryan goes 29 for 34 with over 300 yards, three touchdowns and a pick? It was empty. It was the emptiest. Like, that's... 
you know, that's that's probably like a 180, like a, like a near perfect, other than the pick, a near perfect quarterback rating. And he was like objectively not good. <laughs> no, he's. I, I, there's, I'm not sure. By the way, his QBR was 93.3. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, Brissette, yeah. it's higher than Brissett's, and Brissett yeah. was amazing. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not sure what's wrong with Atlanta. I, I really don't know what it is. Well, now they lost the key defender again. Yeah. They, they, they are, have a really banged up offensive their, line. Their defense is not good. I understand that. But I don't understand why their offense, you know, they did nothing against the Vikings until garbage time. They did, you know, very little against an atrocious Eagles secondary. They did just enough to win against a team. I mean, neither Eagles. defense played particularly well. I think there was one sack in the whole game uh, and I think also one turnover. Um, you know, the, the, the offense has really had their way the whole game. Um I don't know. I, I, I'm not worried. I, if like, I'm a Falcons fan, I'm not writing off the whole season yet. I, I think, like, I don't know. It just t- Ryan has weeks these last few years where he looks bad. Well, okay. They're 1-2 and two right now, okay? Mm-hmm. N- now, they're playing the Titans at home this week. I, I assume that we're going to probably project them to win that one, right? Yeah, we'll give them a win now. All right, then they go at Houston. Let's say that's a loss, two and three. They go mm-hmm. at the Cardinals. That's Let's a must give them win. a win. Yeah. So that's if three. They, if they're three. losing that game, it's it's good night. The last. All right. They're three and three, and then the next month gets very tough. They got to play really the Rams, tough. the Seahawks, the Saints, the Panthers. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Bucks, Saints, Panthers, 49ers. I mean, they don't have another like easy win. Well, if the really, Panthers get bad. The, the the Bucks and the Panthers like sort of being good or or bad will make their season. Yeah, I th- you know, I think, if like Jameis gets hurt, or or if like Kyle Allen you know falls back to earth, or Cam comes back yeah. and sucks, that I think could, six and that ten could is, make them eight and eight or nine and seven. I think six and ten is very doable for. It's the definitely possible. It's it, yeah. like the, the downside is real high. I'd say six and ten is probably the baseline. They don't they don't play an atrocious team the rest of the season unless you think uh, the Cardinals suck. Like they really, it's not an easy schedule at all. Uh, and you know uh, they famously don't play a division game until November, so we you know we they could make up a lot of ground really quickly if they get hot and, and Ryan stays healthy. But yeah, yeah, I don't. Um, I, 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 they're they were you know both of our playoffs, and I think they're right now not in both of our playoffs. Yeah, correct. Uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, you know, even in a loss, I thought was, was was just incredible. Some of the plays he had two plays in that game that I have no idea how those weren't picked. Mm-hmm. The yeah, and the one across towards the end of the game. Any other quarterback besides Favre would have been, like, kicked out of the stadium for throwing Yeah, I mean, Kirk Cousins did those exact pass against the Packers when we wanted to murder him. Yeah, no, for sure. Is it luck? I don't know know what – I don't know how – I mean – I think part of it was, like, Mahomes was doing so many silly things. Well, well, let me put it this way. Lamar Jackson's unquestionable skill is the fact that he managed to create the time to do that, that he escaped the pressure. Yeah. But then the way he did each of those throws, just sort of lofting it high in the air off a of back foot, and, and then you know one time it was I think Hollywood Brown, and then the next time it was, um, it was Willie Sneed who sort of went up and grabbed it. I just the I don't Sneed play was unbelievable. Yeah, it was I don't understand how either one of those happened. So those were those were. Listen, uh, the truth is Lamar Jackson is doing this. Like we 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 spent some time the week before the season talking about uh, talking about MVPs, and obviously Mahomes outplays Jackson. But I, listen, there's never gonna there's if Mahomes plays 16 games, he's gonna have to be the MVP because he's averaging 400 one, yards a game, and yeah. even if he slows down, it will just knock him down to 300 yards a game. Yeah. And he hasn't thrown an interception, and he beat Jackson. Yeah. But Jackson yeah. is gonna put up MVP numbers because you look at the rest of this team; it's not that good. Like Ingram is Ingram seems to be the perfect Raven. You know, he's yeah. a 30 year old running back though, and the receivers kind of suck. 
like this Hollywood division Brown, has worked out absolutely perfectly for them. The Steelers are falling apart. The Browns aren't very good. The Bengals mm-hmm. aren't very good. No, yeah. I mean, these. yeah, we, we, there's a very good chance we see this I thought game. this whole division was 8-8, eight, 9-7 eight, going into the year. I think now the Ravens are going to get to 11 wins almost by default. I think there's a very good chance we see this game as the 2-3 matchup the second week in January. Yeah. I mean, obviously, obviously, Kansas City or even Baltimore could get the pie, but I, it, yeah. New England's schedule is just so easy. Do you I see a loss on the Chiefs' schedule until uh, December? Now, listen, the Chiefs can lose to any good team because their defense is mediocre. They yeah. literally cannot lose to a bad team. They have not, and they probably cannot yeah. with Mahomes. But if you have a good offense... So let's you, look. What are the losable games? I don't think they can lose in Detroit. Yeah. Uh, I, I, don't th- like, I think Detroit will definitely score points on them, but I don't think they could lose. I think the Colts will definitely give them problems. Uh, I think the Texans... I don't know. I, I don't think it's a great matchup for the Texans. Uh, they're going to demolish the Broncos... I don't. I don't think right now with what Rodgers is doing, the Packers are are going to be able to score with them. As crazy as that sounds, um, it's not crazy. Yeah, I'd say Packers what what is the, what's I, that's probably the hardest game they have. I think because Green Bay's defense is been has been so good. Uh, I do think that that you know that that game is maybe even scarier than than the Texans game or they play you the next week. Is that a short week? Well, the Packers game I think is a short week. Maybe no Packers One of those game is, is Sunday night. They're all regular weeks. No, maybe I'm just bad at days. The Broncos are a short week. They're playing the Broncos on Thursday. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. To me, the Vikings are the hardest game they have until the Patriots. They don't play the Chargers till late in the season, and at which point, if they're already 10-0... and 0, Well, the Chargers like have been very games. underwhelming. They've been whelming, and that Pats game is a little too late. We knew that the second the schedule came out, but they, they needed to put that game like no later than Week 10. No, I disagree. It's better at that point, because then you're definitely playing for you know, home field advantage in the bye. But it could easily be like 12-0, 10-2, and barely matter. No, but if you have two undefeated teams, it could be a historic game. Obviously, like, you know, the, the upside the for that game is through the moon. Game. Obviously, yes. Yeah. If the, the right, the giant, the famous Giants. For, what was the, that was the seven to three game, right? Yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah. but yes, if they're both twelve and zero, or twelve and zero, eleven and one, that's incredible. But yeah. well, and if I it's like it's nine and three, ten and two. It's important, but I don't know. Fans don't get excited about about home field advantage. I say this to you every year. Yeah. The fans of your own teams do. No, the later in the season the game is, the more it matters because you know how good no, are. I no, totally no, I, I, I sort of disagree. I think for seeding, uh, fans don't really get excited about seeding of other teams. Uh, people are more excited about the NFL in December than November. They're more excited in November than October. They're more excited. Like th- that's just they get more excited as the season. No, goes because on. games either matter or they don't in December. And yeah. I'm saying and, again, that that sort of teams. doesn't matter. Ugh, I don't know what you're talking about. It's not exciting to see who's going to get. I don't. You know, this game, I would rather have this game, maybe not next week, it's a little early, but week 7 or 8 than week 14. We'll do a poll in the 32 fans group. I mean, if it's week 17, fine, I agree with you, but it's, it's, it's the oh, first Oh, no, week, week 17 is, it, yeah. That's, it, what it, is it? It's week 13 or 14. I think that's perfect. 14. I think okay. it's too late. Yeah. All right. Don't uh, anyway. All right. Uh, what's uh, Chiefs are good. Uh, yeah. We have but, two teams that could legitimately go 16-0 and and you wouldn't blink an eye. Yeah, except they can't because they're playing each other. Now, what if they right. both went 15-0-1? How great would that be? Yeah, well, the seventy-two Dolphins, they would, they would be, I guess, pop ha- popping like half a shit. Yeah, oh, they, yeah, they would claim it doesn't count. They weren't, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually what I'm rooting for, just for the chaos of it. I want them to it's funny because it. as much as I hate the Patriots, like I obviously hate the seventy-two Dolphins way more. Yeah, I was, ro- I was rooting for the Patriots in because that game. the seventy-two Dolphins would lose seventy-two to zero to any team in the Big Ten. Well, now most of them are dead. They lose yeah, by way uh, more. But I'm saying <laughs> at their at their apex. Yes, although yes. we killed a few seventy-two Dolphins off in the in the yeah. preseason. Yeah, you killed Marcus Morris for some reason. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, what next? Uh, the Vikings destroyed Oakland. Um, I was nervous all week. It was like, oh, like that, you know, because that's such a big survivor game. By the way, 
I've no, been playing Survivor. That was Survivor. my lock of the week. The Vikings to cover seven and a half. I put it in all my pools. I, I, I've been a, playing Survivor. Reason, yeah. Hold on. There, there's a reason that Mike Zimmer is, has the greatest record in NFL history of any coach against the spread. Mm-hmm. And the reason is to be the like you don't do that by being a good team who wins games because then it would just be Bill Belichick or Bill Walsh. Mm-hmm. The way you do that is you always blow out the bad teams. And the Vikings mm-hmm. always, always, always blow out the bad teams. Now, the one exception was last year when they lost to Buffalo in week three. Mm-hmm. Which threw people off the scent, but that's like the exception that proves the rule. Like even last year when they went eight seven and one, they murdered teams like the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. The Vikings are like the best team at destroying. The Vikings. Well, do that's not a lose. sign of a playoff team. Is, is well, maybe the it, well, team. I mean, the Vikings have the weirdest season so far. They have played three games. Two of them. The Raiders are not a bottom five team, so it's good that you you know blowing them out, beating them by twenty is like a big deal. Yeah, I, and it was more than twenty. It was you know the Raiders got a garbage. I mean, I, I think that the Raiders are a bottom five team, but um, uh, well, th- there's a lot of competition this year. I mean, now if you want to say the Giants aren't with Jones, like that's interesting, but you know the Jets, Dolphins, Redskins are just so abysmal. I think the Raiders are better than the Bengals. Mm, um, pretty close. Who else is terrible? I mean, Arizona's bad, but you think they're not so bad. I think Arizona's probably better than Oakland. Yeah. Could, could right. Oakland be the fourth worst team? They're, they're somewhere in there. But um, the Vikings have had the weirdest season so far because they played three games. Two of them were blowout victories, and the third was a very, very close loss where they had a bunch of crazy things like missed kicks, and they easily could have won. And yet, nobody feels good about this team right now. I think, I think it's Cousins. It's a lose-lose scenario where if he had had a good game yesterday, people would have dismissed it and said, oh, what do you expect is against the Raiders? Mm-hmm. Instead, they didn't need him because they ran all over Oakland. And so it's, oh, of course, you know, they only won because Cousins wasn't relied on. So, you know, they're sort of in a tough situation. Listen, here. what's the team in the league right now that has an identity as a running team? And a good team. I don't mean the teams like the Jets that physically can't well, pass the ball. the Vikings. That's about it's it. the Vikings. Like, you yeah. guys are the running team. Madison is going to run the ball more than a lot. You Madison, I mean, again, this is... Uh, this is the, the the effect and not the cause. Madison had more carries yesterday than Josh Jacobs. Like they're going to run the ball over thirty times a game, uh, and like that's good. If everyone's zigging, you guys could zag, and you guys could be the running team. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very annoyed about this game against the Bears this week because uh, Rosh Hashanah starts Sunday evening, mm-hmm. and they made this game a late game, so it could be the national game. But that means that I'm going to miss the second half. Yeah, that is rough. You'd rather miss the whole game in the second half. Because then you're just thinking about it the whole holiday, and and like you can't. Well, I mean, it. I'm I'm gonna find out the results, obviously. I understand, yeah. but you're thinking about it, like you're like you're in synagogue that night, you're like, you're like. I, I mean, I, I'm gonna one. I'm gonna know as soon as the game's over what happened. Like you know, the Rosh Hashanah starts at like six forty-five. The game's over at like seven fifteen, and you know, I have people around me who are gonna. Yeah. Know the answer, okay, but so. still, you want to know, you want to see yeah. it. It's upsetting. To I mean, I, I'm hoping midway. that it doesn't matter because the Vikings are winning by twenty. Like they've been. Once my family went to left for to go to services on. Yom Kippur, and I was like late because the Jets were playing, and they were not happy. Uh, I didn't like. I wasn't like into the holiday, but they were like yeah. leaving. I'm like, I, I like. Yeah. I got three more minutes, and I'm using them. Um, yeah, Kirk Cousins sucks. Uh, 19th best quarterback, like I said before the season, and I forgot that Daniel Jones and Gardner Minshew would become superstars, and Kyle Allen. So who knows? Maybe maybe he's 22nd best now. But uh, listen, you're gonna run your way into the playoffs, and then we all know how running teams do in the playoffs. Not well. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, Detroit at Philadelphia. Also, you're not going to be able to run next week against Chicago. So good luck. That's going to yeah. be that's going to be a low scoring game. I think. Well, yeah, I'd we'll like to see, see Detroit at there. Detroit at Philadelphia. You've been saying Detroit's good. I've been disagreeing. You know, may, maybe maybe you're right a little bit. I mean, Detroit at least is is a, is a competent team. Uh, I don't think they're like good enough to. Well, be what able do we think about Casey. Philly? Because Philly, you know, fell behind big against a garbage Washington team and came back to win. But you know, that game was mm-hmm. fairly close. Then week two, they faced an, an Atlanta team who who otherwise has sucked, and and you know they blew that one. Granted, they had a lot of injuries. And then week three, they lose at home to the Lions, who I thought was a you know a bottom ten team. 
So is Philly not nearly as good as I thought? Well, okay. Yesterday, this is a team that we complained about their skill position players, and then they're missing Alshon and Deshaun Jackson. Aguilar, yeah. who I said I hated, uh, had a, had a really you know he had two touchdowns, but he had a real bad you know real football game. Forget about yeah. fantasy football. The running yeah. backs kind of suck. Yeah. Um, I, I I I don't know. And Wentz Wentz you know we thought oh he'll be back to you know 2017 Wentz and not 2018 Wentz, and he has not really been been that way. Now this is a good defense. Like I want, but but Washington's defense is not really good, and they had uh, major trouble with it. So I mean, do we need to see them play the you know the Giants' defense, which everyone destroys, before before we like say okay they're fine? I don't know. But also their defense, like their strength is the offensive line, which is still good, and the defensive line, which a lot of guys I don't are know. I mean, their offensive line is well. injuries. I mean, the Eagles have a ton of injuries on their offensive line, they, right now, yes, which is something we right. talked about in the preseason. I'm not know. sure if that's a strength anymore. Listen. So if Dallas is going to win this division and they already have a two-game lead, then you know it's t- it's bare minimum nine and seven. And, uh, I don't and think I, I don't think there's a double-digit t- uh, win team in this division. I mean, the Cowboys might not be a double-digit yeah. win team uh, that uh, might uh, still uh, win ten games. Though. Well, again, let's see the Cowboys play a team that's not in the bottom five. Well, they don't have that many games against non-bottom yeah. five teams. They get to play. They still get to play the Jets and the Bills and, yeah. and the Giants again. All right. Let's finish talking about the week three games. Carolina at Arizona. Kyle Allen went in and just destroyed them. Yeah, so uh, people had listed. I, I was it Barnwell playing again next week. Or yes, what, what he's almost definitely playing next week. He's probably going to play. Well, I think they're going to let Cam sit. Uh, Allen threw four touchdowns. He was really great. Someone listed Kyle Allen as a top five backup because he did have a really game good game last year. This was before the year, and they're not wrong. Uh, you know, this is a perfect scenario similar to what Daniel Jones is coming into. Have a running back who really takes the load off you that you could also throw the ball to, uh, and like a trusty tight end because Olson is wide open a bunch of times in that game. Uh, the receivers are not as bad as they normally are. Samuel and Moore are not, you know, necessarily an above-average receiving core. But the Panthers, who usually have the 32nd or 31st best receivers, this is definitely an upgrade. Um, also, by the way, the Cardinals receivers have looked really good this year. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, Allen's fine. Kyler kind of sucked yesterday, but he he got demolished all game. He got sacked eight times. They were they were just killing him all game. He threw 43 times for 173 yards. Threw two picks. Uh, ran for uh, a Lamar-esque uh, 69 yards. Uh, David Johnson, by the way, I was right. He sucks. You think David Johnson sucks? I don't know. I, I feel uh, like fantasy-wise. He's, he's, not, he's not special. Um, yeah, they were, they were just... Uh, Addison had three sacks yesterday. Uh, Carolina, one and two, no Cam Newton, and somehow it's not Panic City. If you had said that... A few weeks ago, like you're going to be one and two. Cam's status for like the next bunch of games is going to you'd say like, oh, the season's a dumpster fire. I feel like there's optimism. Uh, I, you know what? I'm a little bit off on Arizona. I think obviously the, the Jets and the Dolphins are in a class by themselves as being the worst team. I guess if you wanted to have a Mount Bottom more, you probably say Washington and Oakland. But then Arizona's the fifth worst team. I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, Those yeah, are the I only mean, teams that are like beyond hopeless. So, yeah, I would say Arizona's not hopeless yet. Well, they're not making the playoffs. That's yeah. what I mean. And I, I, so I guess if you wanted, you could put, like, Tennessee in that category. But maybe everyone else's quarterback gets injured. I don't know. In the AFC South. I have no idea. What other games did we talk about? We didn't talk about the Giants-Bucks game. Well, yeah, I want to save the one for last. All right, so Houston okay. at the Chargers. The Chargers are another team, I think. You know, maybe the Chargers aren't good. No, the Chargers are they fine. Should, they should be 0-3. Yeah, but it's not like they, they played a bad team yesterday. I think the Chargers are totally fine. All right, they, they lost at home to the Colts in Week 1, but for all those missed kicks. They, they lost to the Lions, who, you know, are, at best are an, are an average team. Mm-hmm. And, and, then, and then they lost to a Houston team that, you know, the week before. You know, those are three teams with winning records. 
Eh. All right, so, so you're okay on the Chargers so far. Uh, the Chargers are fine. Yeah, Rivers hasn't hasn't looked bad. You know, he looked kind of bad at the end of last year. All right, e- Eckler looked great in week one. Uh, looked a little worse in week two. Looked uh, pretty bad. I hate when people week. say, like, I, I listen, I agree Melvin Gordon doesn't have a lot of leverage because he's a running back. No, they like, need him back. They need him back. That's that, yeah. I, I hate when people say that. Allen's having his best season. Williams is a solid number two. He actually has guys the pass, too. Um, yeah. I mean, Bosa, was, you know, was looked a little frisky. J.J. Watt had his first real good game of the season. Uh, that was a really good game. That, that was a fun game. Uh, and Watson is amazing. Like, Watson is, you know, not he's not Mahomes. But Watson, if you put Watson on Kansas City, they'd also be going. But it's sad team. because Watson, his rookie year, had higher sort of excitement level than even yes. Mahomes did. 100%. And now Mahomes and Lamar Jackson have passed him by. He's definitely sort of been passed by. Yeah, Watson would have been, was like a generational talent and maybe still is. Yeah, for but seven, I just eight, We, we have, like, he is the 1.0. And now it's like iPhone two and three, with those other guys. It's you're right. When why, I mean, he was just throwing bombs to to Will Fuller like every play, and and Hopkins. It was like, oh, they, I've never seen anything like this before. And well, now Hopkins we didn't do that much this week, but they were doubling him. So. No, no, I'm talking about two years ago. What, what oh, you're yeah, saying, yeah. and yeah. it was, and now he's an afterthought. Even though he went 25 for 34 for 350 yards and three touchdowns yesterday against a good team. You know, yeah. like like uh, he, he's an afterthought. He, again, he would be putting up MVP numbers in 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 you know many other years with a bad offensive line. He's incredible, a bad offensive line, and the running back is Carlos Hyde, who who's literally been cut from every team in the league. Duke yeah. Johnson, who got <laughs> traded, you know, in that ridiculous yeah two carries two yards. Uh, you know, the, the Stefan Diggs trade that almost blew up one of my fantasy leagues. Anyway, what are the other games we haven't talked about yet? All right, uh, Pittsburgh at San Francisco. We talked about it a little bit at the beginning. Yeah, uh, ugly, you know, a really ugly game, just a hideously yeah. bad game. Yeah. Uh, I, by the way, I had so many screens going this weekend. I really like caught everything, even because the Jets game, I like literally lost interest. Like I watched every play of the Jet game, but it was like, oh, I don't. I never felt this before. Like you know, December when they're three and eight. Like I didn't care. I, I like I. What am I rooting for? They're not going to win this game. I messaged a bunch of Jet fans before the game, and I said. Do the Jets have a better chance of winning this game or losing by more than 50? And every <laughs> single person said losing by more than 50 was a more realistic. Like, and, of course, it was true. Yeah. I mean, if Belichick had not called off the dogs and a couple plays hadn't, you know, they could have easily, you know, the Jets didn't have, didn't, you know, throw a bunch of pick sixes that could have happened. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, Niners, Steelers, uh, Rudolph got better as the game went on, but he still kind of sucked. Connor hasn't looked as exciting as he as he did last year. Yeah. Well, again, w- when you give up the worst wide receiver, the best wide receiver in the NFL, your offense is going to struggle. Newsflash. Yeah. yeah. Antonio Brown may have gone nuts and nobody wants him now, but like you know, he was until week seventeen of last year, he was a completely non-controversial figure and the best player on the Pittsburgh offense. Yeah, a hundred percent. The Niners, like I said in the preseason, have like nine B minus guys, and they use the and somehow they all get like twelve touches a game. They literally used three running backs yesterday, and Grapple ran the ball a lot, uh, and then everyone else gets like two passes besides Kittle. It is it is wild. He threw passes to ten different guys yesterday. Um, yeah, Garoppolo. It's weird. Like you look at his stats after every game, and it's like kind of bad. But then you see three or four plays during the game, and it's like, oh, that's that's kind of awesome. Obviously, Shanahan does more exciting things than almost any other coach in the league. He's such a good coach, Shanahan. Um, like he could be an offensive coordinator until he's ninety if if the head coaching thing doesn't work out. Uh, I just don't see it with the Steelers, right? There's what is like the, they're list, literally missing their two most important players from last year, yeah. and they did not make the Super Bowl last year. You yeah. know, it's not like this and is a fifteen and one three team. Most important players from the previous few seasons. Yeah. So, so and yeah. you know, as bad as the Jets have been, Bale is 
you know, it actually looked good. He's just, yeah. you know, he's, he's going 10 for 20, but he's breaking seven tackles just to get back to the line of scrimmage. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk about the Saints Seahawks. Uh, Russell Wilson with one of the greatest garbage time games of all time. Yeah. Why yeah. they tried over and over and over to get that meaningless touchdown right at the end, I can't understand. I'm not sure. It was funny because I was, I was, uh, you know, they had, what, what was the game that was ending then? Was it Pitt San Francisco? Yeah, no, it's funny because it had a lot of swings for fantasy. It even had a swing in our um, but it wasn't our it, like a survivor fantasy league, right? Oh yeah, because Seattle went, got to 27. Yeah, twenty-seven. Russell Wilson ended up with like over forty fantasy points. Yeah, Wilson. But had the bottom line of this game is that. that is that Seattle is much worse than we thought. Their only win was at Pittsburgh, an zero and three team. They struggled to beat Cincinnati at home, and then they lost to Teddy Bridgewater at home. And New Orleans, we thought, oh, they're in a huge amount of trouble with Breeze gone. Maybe not. Yeah, um, if they can Car- win in Seattle in in what is essentially a blowout, and you know until the garbage time two touchdowns yeah. by Seattle, there's no reason that they can't you know beat the Cowboys, for example. I agree, and okay, so then so then you have to sort of go. Well, they lost to the Saints, who lost to the Rams. Well, maybe the Rams are awesome, and and you know like the Saints and the Rams are pretty clearly equal teams when they both have their quarterbacks, but when yeah. Breeze is out, the Rams are substantially better. So being worse than New Orleans and the Rams doesn't mean that Seattle's bad. I mean, look, the, the Saints-Cowboys game is going to tell us a lot this coming week about whether the Cowboys are any good. But if the Saints win that game, then they play Tampa and Jacksonville the next two weeks. Those are, and, and they play Arizona. I mean, like, their only tough game for the next, like, two months, basically, is at the Bears. Yeah, what's crazy is that Teddy B wasn't even good. Like, it's not like, oh, because they definitely have the most accomplished backup of any team in the league. Uh, but it's not, it's not, you know, I, I would rather have Kyle Allen than Teddy B right now, you know. Well, the question is how injured Bridgewater is. But he did more than enough to win. He also, I thought they were going to do a lot more Taysom Hill. It turns out Taysom Hill did basically nothing. I was shocked seeing Bridgewater run. It was like nervous for him, you know? Yeah. I mean, there were, it seemed like, oh, he's like never going to be able, you know, he's going to be a full, because it wasn't like he was a big running uh, uh, quarterback ever. All right, so Seattle, though, 2-1. and one, They go to Arizona next week, which is now a must win. If they were 3-0, no, it wouldn't have mattered. Uh, because they're going to lose to the Rams. Probably, I like yeah. that Seattle at Cleveland game. I feel like that will learn a lot about about both those teams. Probably lose the 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 Ravens. They they go at yeah. the Falcons. Well, let's talk about Rams at Cleveland for a second. So there was not there was a shockingly low amount of offense in this game, mm-hmm. right? Uh, uh, the the Browns' offense continues to disappoint. I think through three. Yeah, weeks. Mayfield made so many mistakes. Yeah. All of a sudden, you know, everyone's, everyone's like, oh, they found the quarterback. The you know, the Browns' that. run of of awful quarterbacking for twenty years is finally over. They found the mm-hmm. guy to be there for a decade, a decade and a half. Why are yeah. we assuming that? I mean, I'm not down on Mayfield long term. I mean, this is still like his like twelfth start or something like that. Um, but he definitely makes mistakes, and I don't know if this is going to be the coaching staff to correct them. People like Monk and the offensive coordinator. Maybe we could have like the eighth straight year of a coup where a coordinator takes over. Because Freddie, I mean, there's two new coaches that the teams that played each other last week, the Jets and the Browns, who like their fans already want to fire their their head coach after three games. I mean, Jet fans like. You know, I've literally had conversations with Jeff fans like, can they fire Adam Gase on the bye? After three games, no one would yeah. be mad. The Jets troll beat writer Manish Mehta from the New York Daily News yeah. posted today is like, uh, Gase said when, you know, Gase said he was going to turn this team around and like, and look what's happened. Like, you know, they've been so bad so far. And everyone would just like at reply him with, you know, head, New York Daily News headlines from Meta, which said like, you know, Gase is going to win the Super Bowl with the Jets. And like, because it's just hot takes. There's no accountability with people like him or Skip Bayless. Like, just say whatever you want and ignore the people who, like, correctly point out that you said the exact opposite thing seven days ago. Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, what other is there any other game besides the Giants Bucks? No. So let's talk about that now. Okay. Giants so, defense is the worst defense in the NFL. Yeah. Well, the Bucks and the Giants both have atrocious defenses. We know that. But, you know, mm-hmm. obviously, we have to talk about Daniel Jones. 
you know, we were both down on Daniel Jones. Not not him in particular, just we thought it made no sense that the way the Giants made their trades and, and where they drafted him. But he looked like a completely legitimate quarterback. Yeah. Keep in mind, they still could they could have had him and still, you know, gotten a better pick for Odell. Uh, yeah, he looked great. He looked really good. Um, you know, I, I, they, he ran for two touchdowns, threw for two touchdowns, three for three for 300 yards. Let's see him do it against the real team. But that being said, there's a lot of quarterbacks in the league that couldn't do that. I didn't see Luke Falk. He's not going to do that for three. You yeah, know, for, I mean, for his arm, his legs, everything. He really did look like the real package. Now, of course, th- this game also featured one of my complete pet peeves, which, you know, Barnwell of others have spoken about, which is stupid coaches who think that it's a binary position in field goal range, out of field goal range. Whereas every yard you gain makes your field goal easier. So once yeah. they got the big play to Mike Evans, on the next two plays, then they they lost five yards on a penalty, and then they lost two yards on a kneel down, and they turned like a 25-yard kick into a 35-yard kick, and I just don't understand why they did that. Well, Arian said that he's better at 35 than 25. Well, Which obviously insane. not. <laughs> I mean, he's clearly not. Like, it's an insane yeah. It's an insane. Uh, I mean, there's a, th- that's, there, that's categorically false because there's a reason the NFL moved the extra point from 20 yards to 37 oh, yards. I mean, obviously pers- it's insane. Yeah. But I, I think his point was like this particular kicker. I, I'm but what I'm, saying, what I'm saying is why are you just assuming you're going to kick a field goal? You have 22 seconds left. Run down, do a shot into the end zone. Right? You yeah, tell Jameis, I mean, you do not take a sack under any circumstances. You do not force the ball. If it's remotely not there, you throw it away. That's fine. No, but nobody just, disagries with you. Yeah, it, it was. It was so such a was fun a, game. I, it, it was really a college football game because that's exactly what you see. Like one team is a receiver who's too good for the other defensive backs, so you just throw up the ball to him, and it's Mike Evans in this case. And then same thing yeah. on the other hand. Uh, yeah. Sad seeing Saquon. I mean, it was funny seeing Saquon like cel- uh, celebrate. With yeah, that was cute. Crutches, but, but, yeah. Is he, by is the way, he, how long? They said high ankle sprain. How long is he out for? Do we know? Uh, they have not announced yet today. I'm I'm fearing because I I have a lot of Saquon stock in fantasy. I'm fearing three to four weeks. Uh, I can't imagine it's more than that. Uh, and I don't know when their buy is off the top of my head. The Giants, the Chiefs, so far, are plus thirty seven. And we'd all say like the Chiefs look like they could easily win the Super Bowl. Plus thirty seven. The Miami Dolphins are minus one hundred and seventeen. <laughs> They're three times as bad as the Chiefs have been good so far. Yeah. They have been outscored 133 to 16. Yeah, but also because they have nothing on both ends, whereas the Chiefs, you know, yeah, you know, like the Jets, the Jets, the Jets, people are saying the Jets should be contracted, and I agree. But the Jets have been outscored 70 to 33. Yeah, 133 to 16. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about, uh, in, you know, last week the Saints got screwed against the Rams, where the mm-hmm. refs made the mistake of, you know, they they blow the play incomplete right away, so that it can't be reviewed. This week yeah. in the in the Giants Bucks game, they did it correctly. They let the play run out all the way. And, and Jabril yeah. Peppers, and you know, it was a rough week for Michigan, obviously. They got their doors blown off them against Wisconsin. My, have you, I, have we heard from Robbie? Have we heard from Robbie? Yet? I've heard from Robbie. I have not heard from my father-in-law. My mother-in-law said he was not doing well. What? Well, I didn't know you I mean, I know he's a Michigan man, but I didn't know he... He, 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 like, he flies from Florida to Michigan for the games every week. Oh, he goes? He, he really yeah. goes every week? What kind not, of son-in-law every, are you that you don't go? He sells his tickets, but he goes, he goes like, you know, once or twice a month. Do you ever go with him or no? Because it's usually on Shabbat. And you, and you have it's always family. on Shabbat. I, I've been to uh, – I went to the, uh, one game in the, in the 2006 season. Uh, Eric Kuflick, who, who uh, has his doctorate from uh, University of Michigan, uh, he uh, – and also his website hosts this, this very podcast. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he once told me that they have a thing where you could walk in – on Saturdays, they give no, you like no, a people pre- wear their tickets. Oh, okay. They had yeah. like a special Shabbat mode. Yeah, I just had some else care mind for me. But anyways, um, yeah. So, um, but it was an insane play where, where Jabil Peppers tackles his own player who was running in to score a touchdown. 
So and the announcers Enzo, didn't notice it, and but, but not only and, yeah, the announcers didn't. Not only did he tackle him and end the play and and, and prevent a touchdown if it wasn't going to get called back, which it ended up being anyways. Mm-hmm. But also he injured the guy, and the guy had to leave the game. Okay, at, so at the announcer three. said that he pulled his hamstring. Is it possible? And I didn't really like look at a hundred replays. Is it possible that he it was just like an illusion from that angle? And that he did uh, no, pull his hamstring pe- and pe- peppers pushed Ogletree's back because it, he that's saw what it looked like. But did you see another angle? I, I saw like, a lot because it, it just seems impossible that he yeah. like pushed him and like I wonder if Ogletree had already pulled his hamstring and it just looks like it. <laughs> right? No, I'm being serious. Yeah. It has to be. I am probably wrong, but I think you know we have to at least consider the second the second option here because it was so stupid and the announcers missed it. Can I tell you my big problem with watching football every Sunday? Yeah. It's the only thing that gives me joy in life, but the you're watching a game, and I know every single player on the Jets, and I know so much about the team, and I spend the whole week thinking about the team and talking about the team, and then you get morons like Rich Gannon, because if you're if you, you know if you're not lucky yeah. enough to have a Tony Romo or a Chris Collinsworth yeah. announce most of your games, yeah, I you know I'm sure Rich Gannon's forgotten more about X's and O's than I'll ever know, yeah, but you know this week he's talking about the Jets, and next week he's going to be talking about the Browns and the Bengals, and. He, you know, he's doing at most a day of research, and he probably doesn't do any research anymore because he's been in the job for a while. He doesn't know anything about this team. When I watch a Mets game, when you watch a Twins game, you know, you watch with the home announcers, I don't know more about the Mets than Gary Cohen. I might know some advanced stats he doesn't know. I don't think I do, but some of the announcers, you know, oh, a, I mean, a fan I, like, like me or you. The Twins announcers are historically awful. But. Yeah, but, but you know, you get the point. Most, yeah, most yeah. Team, you know, and not every fan has to be a stats guy. You know, you could have a John Sterling or a Carroll, and people who – you know, engender loyalty by just being homers. Yeah. But they still know the team. Like, they, they might not understand, you know, everyone's UZR and, and you know, and everyone's war, but, like, they know the guys on the team, and they know who's going to come in and out and, like, why someone's starting, why someone's not starting. Yeah. But it's upsetting that I'm watching a game, and it's not just me. I'm not calling myself a genius. Anyone who's listening to this podcast could, who has a favorite team could say the same thing. And I know so much more about the team than the announcer. So when Rich Gannon, like, for example, when Rich Gannon's saying, Wait, who's the Jets tight end? And and the announcer says, you know, uh, Ryan Griffin. He's like, yeah, he's like bad. Why, why is the tight end not a part of this offense? <clears throat> like Rich Gannon should know who Chris Herndon is, and that he was, you know, one of the Jets' best rookies last year, and that he's suspended for four games. Like, it's just. And if there was one thing, fine, but it's just every single week with guys like Gannon and Sklareth, who's beyond a buffoon. So many bad announcers. They need to do what what, co- what college sports have started doing, which is having like two feeds. Like, just to have a Vikings feed and a, a Bears feed and have a Jets feed and a Raiders, you know, like, yeah. I, I, and, and then you'll have hometown guys. It's, a, it's more expensive, but also you could get, you know, cheaper guys and you don't have to fly them and put them up in four-star hotels for four nights. It, it, like, and have someone who actually knows the team. Like, the radio team, you listen and they know it, but I'm not going to listen to the radio broadcast. It's 10 seconds ahead anyway, and I'm not an insane person. But it sucks. I, I football announcing is my is my least favorite thing about football. And maybe I'm on an island here, but I don't know if people agree. No, I mean, and it's it's a spe- like it's one thing if it's like the Vikings on CBS or the Jets on on Fox because they're only there once twice a year. But mm-hmm. it's when they have these groups that have been doing you know three to four Jets games a year. Yeah. You know, Rich Gannon has done at least two or three Jets games every year for the last five years, right? Yeah, yeah. And you'd yeah, because the Jets are that. never going to be like unless they're really bad. They're not going to be the sixth team. But they're rarely going to be the first. They're usually like with the three or four guys. That's where you get the Gannons. You get a lot of Iron Eagles. Uh, and and what, what I what I hate is when the the play by play guy like understands football better than the the color the color guy. They they call that the Mariucci. When Mariucci's on the call, then everyone everyone knows it better. Are you still here? Yeah. Am I talking to myself? 
No. All right. Let, we didn't even pick games. So we're, we're this going too long already. Okay, fine. So let, let's uh, let's pick our games for week four. Philly at Green Bay, uh, a, a very important game for the Eagles, who this I think a, are about the to... Thursday night games are really good. I forget off the top of my head what next Thursday night game is, but it's also a good one. Yeah, well, I this like one's on Fox, so which is good because the first three have not been available to those who don't have the NFL Network, which is highly irritating. Why don't you have the NFL Network? Uh, I just don't. I don't know. You're, that's stupid. Yeah, because well, well, you have like YouTube TV or some nonsense. No, but like you can. That. I think you can. I don't know if you can get it or you can't get it. Whatever, whatever it is. The point is, um, never heard I of mean, streaming. Yeah. Well, so this one's on Amazon Prime and it's on Fox. So I'll have multiple ways to watch it. Okay. Yeah, this is a good game. It's a good uh, game. Good Thursday night game. Uh, I'm definitely going with Green Bay here. Yeah, me too. Um, I would like to see. I mean, if Rodgers can't succeed against this uh, broken down secondary. Yeah, right? I agree. I, I want to see Rodgers against this team. I like the fact that, like, Rodgers, um, when he, he, like, might be washed, is still, you know, better than 23 quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. Well, like, he's he has clearly not Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, he had that one great play to, to MBS, but yeah, but he, uh, yeah, so well, let's see, but we're, we're both on the same page here. By the way, this past week, I beat you by one, because I think we only had one disagreement, which is you had Atlanta winning in Indiana. Did you calculate yeah. the spread, or you didn't do that? No, I'm, I'm just saying, although I had a very good game, a very good week against the spread, so we, uh-huh. I was very bad the first two weeks. Okay. So... All right, uh, Tennessee at Atlanta. I think we both said Atlanta wins this one, right? Yes, Atlanta's going to win that yeah. game. New England at Buffalo. I think New England wins. I don't think it's close. Do you think it's close? Uh, I think it's close for the first half. I think it's like 13-13 at the half, and then oh, it's wow. like 34-16. All right, okay. Uh, Kansas City at Detroit. Uh, you want to pick your, your beloved Lions? Uh, no, I would okay. love that, but I should I should because if I was Manish Mehta, I'd pick that, and then i just you know ignore people who said, mm-hmm. oh, you picked them. But no, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. 30-20. Uh, to 20. All right. Oak at Indy. Uh, we both have Indy. I don't think we need to talk about that. Chargers no. at the Dolphins. We both have the Chargers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is that we, now, is that a, let's talk about this. Uh, I don't know if you're still alive in a lot of survivor pools. Uh, I'm usually hesitant to survive a road team. Road teams winning percentage has been going up. But the Chargers up. are all road games. True. Uh, but I, I, is that your survivor game this week, you think? So first of all, I was eliminated in survivor because I had uh, the Bucks who lost on the missed field goal to end the game. But just in general. Yeah. Would you, well, what I always do is, you know, if it's a big pool where you need you need to stay alive you need to for make a long week time, seventeen, yeah. like your pool, then I I look at the t- I actually schedule out the whole thing, but I look like when do the Chargers have other available games? And the answer mm-hmm. is they do because they're going to play the Raiders twice. Yeah, right? I know. I do not map out more than like max one week ahead. Once I got to late in the season, I would map it out. But I always assume like I just need to but, get to week seven first, then I'll worry about it. But I mean, but if if you, when you're in a pool like your pool with with hundred people and you got to pick two games each in weeks thirteen plus, like you have to map it out because if you used up all the good teams, you've no there's no there's no reward for finishing in tenth place. Yeah, but I'm lazy. Number one and number two, I like to live on the wild side. Same reason I don't ask for directions when I'm lost. <laughs> and number three, uh, no, I don't want to. And number four, uh. A lot of teams get injured quarterbacks at the end of the year, and then you just pick. Yeah. The, you know, you just go against the guy who's who's missing Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. Or whatever. All right. Um, so you could pick the Chargers, but you got two Broncos games, two Raiders games to go. So I'd look for another one. Um, by the way, if you're in a pool again and you want to last a long time, uh, I think that maybe you think about the Giants at home against Washington this week. Obviously, depending on what they do, um, depending on what the Giants, uh, what the, what Washington does tonight to see if they're any better. Mm-hmm. But if, if what you if believe what if Keenum sucks and then we get Haskins Jones next? If you week, believe in Daniel Jones, if you believe he's the best quarterback in New York, which yeah. <laughs> which he is right now, it could I mean, be Allen, are, it could be Allen Jones Darnold. I'm looking at the Giants' schedule. They they also play the Dolphins at home and they play the Cardinals at home. So you know may, maybe the Giants have other opportunities as well. But um, crazy that uh, the Giants went from a, a lock anti pick every week to a possible survivor pick in you mm-hmm. know in just a few minutes of it, Daniel Jones. But uh, we both have the Giants beating Washington, right? Yes. 
All right, Cleveland at Baltimore. Cleveland drops to one and three. Remember, by the way, one of my hot takes in the preseason, I said the Browns would be in last place in the division all the way. Yeah, I know you were. I I feel like I had a lot of good preseason takes that have held up so far, but my Browns take that they would be really good. Well, I I did have the Browns making a wild card at nine and seven. I just thought that you know they were going to be like five and seven and then go on a run in December. Mm -hmm. So their schedule's a little tough. They haven't, you know. Obviously, I thought they'd beat Tennessee. But, um, you know, I, I think I predicted them to be one and two now because I thought they lose to the Rams. And I think maybe I flipped before the season. I flipped the, the first two weeks outcome. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Anyway, uh, Carolina at Houston. Uh, we both have Houston, notwithstanding Carolina's big win on the road this week, right? Yes. But they're not going to blow them out, though. Carolina will be able to move the ball on them. Yeah. Tampa, the Rams, both of the Rams. Seattle at Arizona. Uh, you like Arizona more than I do. I think they I do. But also, you're not a big Seattle guy. I Seattle will win that game. Yeah. Um, all right. Vikings at Chicago, which uh, probably oh, wait, Metcalf's be- looked real good. Metcalf, you know, he, he'll struggle as a rookie like they expected, but I think Metcalf Lockett will be a really solid duo. Yeah. Um, uh, Vikings at Chicago, uh, probably the best game of the week, at least you know until the the Sunday night game. It's a good game. I like Chicago at home here. I don't. I, like I said before, I don't think either team will be able to move the ball. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I I like the Vikings offense a lot more than Chicago's, but yeah, right now I'm not going to pick the Vikings on the road against a good team uh, just yet. Until they prove me wrong. Jacksonville at Denver. This is a uh, unwatchable game. Jacksonville. Yeah. Do you want to pick Minshew on the road? He almost did it against Houston last week. Jacksonville at Denver. Um, Shouldn't take this long. Did we lose Akiva now? No, my kids ran into the room. Uh, Jacksonville at Denver. This is more time than this game deserves. Uh, no, it's going to be the game of the week. Uh, I'm going to say Jacksonville is going to go into Denver and win. All right. Yeah, I mean, Denver's been close enough. They should have beat the Bears, if not for the questionable refereeing. So uh, I'm going to give it to Denver. But, uh, you know, Flacco, obviously, not impressive. But um, And Minshew has been impressive. All right. Uh, Dallas at New Orleans. Again, I think that I think that Breeze being gone from this game makes it a much closer game. I don't think Dallas would have had much of a chance against, uh, you know, New Orleans at full strength. I'm still going to pick New Orleans, though. They, they really impressed me the way they went into Seattle and blew them out. So did I, but I, don't th- I, I think Dallas is going to be able to move the ball, and I don't think Bridgewater is going to be able to move the ball that much on Dallas. So, I have, so you're picking I have, Dallas to win on the road. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, big upset there. And then Cincy at Pittsburgh, a completely meaningless garbage game on Monday Night Football. Um, you know, Thankfully, it's Rosh Hashanah, so we won't watch this. We're going to miss Dallas at New Orleans, which is a good game on Rosh Hashanah, but uh, we're, we're going to uh, miss a worthless garbage Monday Night game. Monday Night really struggling second week in a row. Does Pittsburgh finally get a win this season? The game's in Cincy? No, the game's in Pittsburgh. And oh, one of these so teams yeah, will be yeah, 0-4. I'm going to go with the home team here. Pittsburgh, yeah. Yeah, so will I. Don't have a strong opinion. But yeah, one of those teams is 0-4, so their, team, their season's done. All right, Keith. Uh, Chester? Yeah? It's been real. Well, at least the Jets won't lose. Uh, you know, yeah, Jets are on a bye. Are we, uh, you did not watch the Emmys, you said. No, do you have a quick Emmys take? Uh, I had some Emmys takes. I watched the whole thing last night. But I, I was watching on the little screen. We were watching the Emmys on the big screen. We were watching Sunday Night Football. And then we had the audio for the Emmys. So my, my favorite moment, and I actually had to break my uh, my Twitter uh, silence just to complain about this, is they had a whole big thing. Like they're honoring like Game of Thrones for being over. Mm-hmm. They did it for Veep and for Game of Thrones. They're like, and now the cast of Game of Thrones. And like nine people walked onto the stage. Mm-hmm. And Melisandre walks out, which fine whatever but then bran and a whole bunch of others are in the crowd like not considered part of the cast of game of thrones and they're just applauding yeah. so yeah. i said you, you know how you know that bran being the king was a terrible decision because when they announced the cast of game of thrones they didn't include bran it's insane yeah but uh somebody said that because that there are a lot of viral tweets about that yesterday and someone said that um bran was uh not nominated for an emmy and the only people up there had been nominated for emmys so it was so, an oh, emmys thing not a game but, of thrones thing 
Well, but uh, well, okay. So I'd have to go through and see if every person well, had ever been nominated for an Emmy. You mean? Yeah, I guess because I can't imagine online. When was Melisandre nominated for an Emmy? I don't know. Google her. I don't know her real name. And also mm-hmm. for Veep, that's definitely not true because for Veep they had the whole cast, they had everybody. It's what people said. I, I like. Why would people have made that up? It's possible. Well, because people are speculating and trying to give an explanation, but it's wrong. No, and obviously it, your point is true. Like he, yeah. he was irrelevant. It would have been like making the Night King as yeah. As, you the know, Onion Knight was also there. not. I mean, they had a bunch of people uh, n- not on stage. But uh, Bran was the most egregious one because they literally cut him in the audience clapping for Melisandre. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, strange decision. Um, but, um, yeah, the, uh, you know, the Emmys are whatever. If, if you're watching the Emmys because it's really important to you who wins, then you're doing it wrong, obviously. And, and some would argue watching it all, you're doing it wrong. So uh, anyway. well, Here's the thing about the Emmys. Like, at least the Oscars, if you win, it's like, oh, that person won an Oscar in 2007. No one will remember who won an Emmy 10 days from now. Yeah, no, nobody cares. People know them. like that more that the Wire never won an Emmy uh, than they, you know, where that Seinfeld took a yeah. while to like win yeah. best show. Julia they do, Louis-Dreyfus, by win. the way, was legit pissed when uh, Fleabag, um, when Phoebe uh, Wallace Walls, whatever her name is from Fleabag, when she won uh, best actress uh-huh. in a comedy. Yeah, it's like, like the, Belichick with the Super Bowl. The year he doesn't win, he's madder than the court coaches. Who yeah, never but like, I'm like, come on, Julia, show a little bit of class, you know? Yeah, Murphy like, Brown, if year. I remember, she when she pulled herself out, she won like four or five years in a row. She said, "I'm not eligible. Let somebody else win." When I was a kid. Yeah, so. um, but um, yeah, uh, Fleabag obviously a big winner. You watch Fleabag, right? No. Oh, you've never seen it? No. Oh, highly recommend. Very good show. My my wife didn't does not like it. She doesn't like how women are portrayed, even though it's sort of considered a female empowering show. Isn't it made by women for like a, about a woman? Well, that that's why I'm pointing out the irony. Oh, she doesn't like when women are portrayed well. <laughs> No, she she, do, she doesn't like women. She she complains that it portrays women like the the main woman is sort of pathetic and a loser. And I'm like, she's an antihero. She's what like the male character is in Mad Men and Sopranos and like all these other shows. Mm-hmm. Like those characters aren't perfect either. Like that's the point. And the fact that a woman has the opportunity to play this role and doesn't have to be perfect. That's well, Mad Men and Sopranos. I don't know what what Fleabag is, but she is she successful because Mad Men and Sopranos like they're antiheroes, but they're not sad sacks. Well, I mean, in some senses they are. Tony Soprano is like a very successful guy. Don uh, Draper is a good-looking, successful guy. In some facets of his life, he's successful, and in some facets, he's a disaster. Don is Draper Fleabag, is a disaster What's Fleabag's job? Life. What's Fleabag's job? Um, <laughs> I forget now. I, I, she goes on interviews and, and fails to get So them. she doesn't so even have a job. She's like a failed okay. writer. All right, yeah. So your example is insane, and I've never seen the show. And I know no, that, that's the example, example everybody cites. Like that she's an anti They say she's they like Tony Soprano. They compare her, yes. They you could have her. at least said Walter White, who was like a nebbishy. Well, okay, Walter White's another example yeah. of an anti-hero. Walter White is much more successful, I would say, overall in his life than Tony Soprano or Don Draper. Don Draper's what? personal life is a mess, and Tony Soprano's emotional life is a mess. Walter White, what, see, in episode one Walt- of no, the show? Walter White loves his life. He doesn't, you know. He doesn't love he, his wife. What, his wife or his life? His wife. No, but he doesn't care about his wife. He, he likes being empowered. He likes being, you know, you know, I am the one who knocks. I see. I know. I have never seen Fleabag, so I'm I'm speaking without much yeah. knowledge. But I, I feel like there's probably maybe she's right. Maybe there is no example of like. I mean, you could say Larry David, but in in Curb, like Larry David, ha- is, no, you know, has hundreds of millions no, of dollars. He's successful, and he doesn't care about yeah. the foibles. Yeah. No. So I don't know who. I think Walter White's probably the closest example. What's a but again, show of a male antihero who's a loser? I'm sure there's yeah. ten of them. We're just not thinking. I mean, about most that. most of the novels of human history are like that. Yeah. But in terms of a TV show, yeah, they're not usually losers. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's a little bit of uh, ability there. All right. Uh, no one wants to uh, listen to three minutes of flea uh, back talk after an hour of the NFL. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. We won't come back.
too busy cutting lines To see what's on the other side Mama, take me back again Up to Magic Mountain Mama, take me back again Up to Magic Mountain There's a roundabout Just beyond the cloud We're rolling out We will come back down We'll be screaming loud You won't hear a sound We'll be climbing high now We won't come back Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.